You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 1980s movie graveyard. This is Corey G. Here once again with Goat. Hey, everybody. How you doing? I hope you got those old dusty flicks ready to uh, roll here tonight, because we ain't talking about nothing new tonight, are we, Corey? No, we're going to actually pull out a horror movie. We're going to pull out a nice 88-minute classic, yeah. often mistaken for a Dario Argento film, even though he was actually only a producer for this movie. Mm. What movie are we talking about? Tonight we'll be talking about Demons, a.k.a. Demoni. Now, there's some people out there, I call them idiots, they say that Demons 2 is better. (laughs) They would be actually very wrong. Demons 2, a fine film, except for a a 10-minute sequence that pays homage to Gremlins. Other than that, it's a fine film, but it's still not nearly as good as the original Demons. See, I didn't like it at all. Really? See, I really liked the uh, birthday party. I liked it. the, I like one. It's two. I had nothing about it I liked. You know, I, I haven't done this, but back when only the DVD was out, I actually thought about feeding it into my computer and just editing out that shitty gremlin attack sequence. <laughs> that, <laughs> I have a better version that, of the movie. That was the heart and soul of that movie. <laughs> that was a worse. I like Sally, oh. though, the girl who's having the birthday party. Speaking of girls, mm-hmm. did you... Are you following the Twitter feed? Oh, I have the Twitter feed hooked up to me intravenously. Like I know. Have you seen who has tweeted me back three times? I have seen. Tell the listeners who it's been. Dana Brooke. <laughs> That's right. You talked about her enough in the podcast. Yep, Dana Brooke. I said one day I started out when I said, "Boy, did, was it was it me or was Dana Brooke looking even hotter than usual?" And I had tagged her in it, and the next morning she wrote back and said, "Oh my God, you're so sweet." And had three hearts on it. <laughs> so after turning on Raw and ejaculating heavily, <laughs> yeah, know, I bet she wouldn't have thought that part was so sweet, would she? Yeah, I even told her like one day and just said, "Good morning" or whatever, and she emailed or she responded back, "Good morning" like that. So I was like, I was just so happy. I like Dana Brooke because she always stands in the way of Charlotte, and Charlotte always has to bump her out of the way. <laughs> Have you noticed that? <laughs> Charlotte is like gigantically tall. Yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte is. They should have got Charlotte to uh, play Wonder Woman because that's what an Amazon looks like. Fuck. The only thing with Charlotte, if you, if the more the camera, the closer they get to her face, the uglier she looks. Yeah, but I don't know. You know, you can you can fix that up for the movie world. Yeah. I gotta, Dana Brooks should be Wonder Woman. Dana Brooks, just God, she's hot. But she's still a little green. She has to work on her promos before she makes the the leap to the big screen. Nia Jax even tweeted me once too, but I'm like, "Fuck you, Nia Jax." No, Nia Jax is great. I saw Nia Jax live. She she really takes a uh, ass whooping from a tiny girl like Bailey. <laughs> I saw her live too. The only thing I was just looking out my window. Oh my god! All right. Enough, enough wrestling talk. We get, we we actually have a, a first. We're not going to dive right into the movie. It's eighty eight minutes. We'll we'll have plenty of time. We got a little time to mess around here, don't we, Corey? Yeah, I thought we'd beta test. And today on the Twitter, I tweeted out and I said, 
we're going to record tonight. Anybody got any questions, let us know. We'll read them on the show. And unlike some shows that only get four letters a week from the same two people, we had an overwhelming first response. That's true. We had a lot. You want me to read the first question? Yep, let's 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 start them down. All right, our first question is coming from the one and only Mandy O. By the way, AKA Cherry Cyanide from the Little Geek Girl Lost. Exactly. No relation to Jimmy O. Who? <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just gonna, blah, blah. But, never heard of him. Get that soup ready. But no, Mandy O. No relation to Jimmy O. She she wrote us a question. She just wanted to hear our thoughts. On what was the best '80s movie songs? The the to me it's it's easy. It's the score of the whole every song, the whole cinematic score of Rocky IV. Mm. Still to this day, sometimes work out with that. I could see that. You you know what song I like genuinely love, and I guess it's cheesy and all that, but uh, I like the song from uh, the karate, the first Karate Kid. Which one? Cruel Summer? No, you're the best around. Oh, that's, that's, that's still a good one. Stop you. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, the Trick or Treat soundtrack is pretty good, and I hate that faggy metal music. Oh, come on. <laughs> I think... Um, Excuse me, I ate an entire pizza tonight. Eat, getting ready for them eating challenges? I ate a whole old Chicago pizza. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> Well, that's not that's not bad. I had fries, a quesadilla, a beef burrito, and a taco from Del Taco. I was there you go. I was unloading a, a storage crate, and I I got straight off work, unloaded storage crate, and then I needed some food. And I was starving, so I, I kind of over ordered and I over ate. But what are you going to do when you're starving? You know what I mean. There you go. Getting back to best AD movie song. I know you're going to disagree with me on this. But I really like the theme song that Alice Cooper did for the class of 1984. Yeah, ruins the whole beginning of the movie. Mm-mm. When does a dream become a nightmare? See, that was just awful. No, that was the best. He says like, where, where he says, he's like, he's like, I'm the future, and the future belongs to me. That shit was awesome. I, I tag good one too is the 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 score of uh, making the grade. That's some good music too. Oh, it actually really is. Another, I have that soundtrack. <laughs> you know, it's an awesome uh, song, '80s movie song. I've actually seen it performed live at least twice, maybe three times. It's uh, another Alice Cooper one. He made good soundtrack. The for Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. He's back, the man behind oh, the yeah, mask. That- that's that's, a a, that's actually a really catchy. Um, so, uh, that whole album. It's the yeah. Constrictor album. Yeah, Constrictor. That's when I. That was the first time I saw Alice Cooper. I really didn't know his music. I was a kid. I was like, I don't know how it was. Nine years old, maybe ten years old. And you know, I went and saw him on the Constrictor tour, and I was a fan ever since. Um, I'm also a huge, huge, huge fan of uh it's kind of a mix between it has some of their pop songs and then they also did score songs as wang chung for to live and die in la love that i like the dance song in once bitten oh yeah <laughs> actually that's another good soundtrack yeah you're that you're uh isn't it called hands off yeah yeah that's good 
Um, there was one more I was thinking. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's like a well-known pop song because they played on the radio too. But I actually really the, like the groove of it. Everything is uh, Huey Lewis, "The Power of Love" from Back to the Power Future. Good. That's a good so is uh, so is a uh, uh, breakdown from Beverly Hills Cop too. Oh yeah, shake, shake down, down breakdown. Everybody's coming to the line. You busted. Ding, ding. Shit, they can't forget, you know, the Beverly Hills Cop music itself yeah. is really good, too. That's right. That's from, technically not a song, I guess. What was the guy's name? Something Faltermeyer, Eric Faltermeyer, something like that. Ghostbusters song, Ray Parker Jr. By the way, I can't believe, like, this went so many years without me knowing this, but I just found this out, like, maybe six months ago. I guess when I was Ghostbusters hoopla was coming on, I came across it. Was Ray Parker Jr. got sued by Huey Lewis because Huey Lewis said um, Ghostbusters song was a ripoff of "I Need a New Drug," which you think, ah, they're not that similar. But I listened to them back and back, and I actually agree with them. And they went to court, and Huey Lewis actually won, and Ray Parker had to pay him some money. I'm gonna have to listen to them both again because, like, just thinking in my head, I can't see any similarities. That's the thing is, like, you when I read that, I was like, "Oh, that's bullshit." But when you hear like the actual music, like you hear the intro to, to uh, "I Need a New Drug" and, and then Ghostbusters, it it really is the fucking same. It's just yeah, kind of like when Queen ripped off uh, Ice Ice Baby. Yeah, I don't know why Queen would fuck with uh, Vanilla Ice that bad, but yeah, yeah. it's bullshit. It's bullshit. I bet Rob Van Winkle. Sued the shit out of Freddie Mercury, didn't he? Freddie Mercury got what he deserved. Well, with the lawsuit, not with dying. I actually wish. Yeah, sure. I actually wish Freddie Mercury was alive, and let me explain to you why. There are so many people, uh, young singer guys, ripping off Freddie Mercury's sound now, and they're all being like, "Oh God, this guy sounds like Freddie Mercury," and it's all because people miss Freddie Mercury. If Freddie Mercury was alive, we wouldn't have to fucking put it with all these imitators and shit. I firmly believe he was reincarnated as Dan Severin. <laughs> really? Yeah, look at him. I can see the similarities. Let's Breaking see. news, by the way, just revealed an hour ago. Brock Lesnar failed to drug test for the Ultimate Fighting Championship. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that really rocks my By the way, why are steroids illegal in, in MMA Ultimate Fighting? That makes no sense. Well, they should be illegal. That's performance enhancing. They should be uh, mandatory if you think about it. You're fighting for your life. You need every edge you can in there, you know? I remember when I was the champ, I didn't need any of that stuff. Yeah. Let's see. I'm drawing a blank on more 80s movie songs, even though there's probably a lot more I could think of. But we have a lot of other questions. What- I see we've spent too much time on her. Yeah, n- n- may, uh, next time... Um- we do a podcast, Mandy. Uh, I'll try to revisit that. All Eventually, right. she's going to finally invite me on her show. Is she now? Yes. I'm in the queue. In the queue. <laughs> All right. I think the key to that is you know how many people are in front of you in the queue. I don't know. I think I take precedence. Yeah. All right. We got another um, uh, question here. This is actually coming from the poop. Not pop, the poop culture podcast. You know oh, all about great, the poop culture podcast, don't you? Great, great podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Currently doing the best sci-fi movie. Uh, big doing like a big battle versus rounds and polls right now. I'm, yeah, I'm pulling for. I come in peace. Yeah. <laughs> so 
So he, they say uh, 80s movie graveyard, which is us on Twitter. Throw out our Twitter handle. How can they get a hold of us on Twitter if they're just a it's, podcast listener and they don't know? It's 8-0, you know, for 80s. Then the letter S-M-V-E, graveyard. That's right. And you got to put the little at squiggly gimmick yeah. in the front of that. They wouldn't let us have our full name. Everything's, you know constricted or whatever on Twitter. Yeah. So the Poop Culture Podcast, they said, how did Bava, and uh, I think he's referring to Lamberto Bava, not Mario Bava, but he says, because they knew he was doing Demons, I guess. He says, how did Bava do such an awesome flick like Demons, but such a shitty flopper like Rabbit Fish? That's not I, see, I, I can't lie. I've never seen that film, so I, I, I can't comment on that, I haven't seen Rabbit Fish either, but I've seen two or three other Lamberta Bava movies, and they all stink except for Demons. What are some of the other ones? I'm drawing a blank. Well, let me look. But I, I'll tell you right now, it's because Dario Argento produced demons that's why right i think he had more uh to do than produce i mean because this movie if you watch it this really is almost looks like one of his films right let's see all right he directed macabray a blade in the dark devilfish he directed okay he directed devilfish under the name john old jr He directed That's Midnight a Great Killer. pseudonym there. Yeah, Demons 2, Delirium. Uh, let's see, he did some TV Jallo bullshit, Body Puzzle. See, I'm not a fan of Jallos. I just they don't do nothing for me. Yeah, he did a movie called The Torture. And I think it's, it's one of two things. I think it's because, like I said, <laughs> Dario produced Demons. And like a lot of the other Lambert Above shit I've seen. Like, it's, it's very low budget, like, much lower budgeted than Demons from what I've seen. But, you know, and, and also uh, poop culture, um, I think it's just the whole thing of, um, you know, like, they, these Italians, man, they go crazy on these movies, right, Corey? They make, like, six or seven a year. Like, they was just looking at the IMDb, you know, and they had a few on there that he was directing under fake names. But most of these fuckers, they all direct, like, even, like... Um, I think actually Argento might be the only one who wasn't directing six movies a year under a fake name, but I know like uh, Fulci directed under fake names and shit. Well, and that's because all of his stuff was pure shit. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, and they know sometimes when it's going to be pure shit, and that's why they put the names on it. But to answer the Fucking question, Italian pukes. <laughs> and you know, like not just these Italian guys, but um, American directors too. Sometimes, if you notice, oh, yeah. like. They're only good if they have the right writer working with them and the right producer working with them, and then they go on their own and they stink, you know? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, look at, um, I don't think his movies are bad, but look at a guy like Alex Proyas. It's like, oh shit, he did The Crow and all this. It's like, yeah, because he had an awesome comic book to work with, but as soon as he didn't have that anymore, he was directing shit like iRobot and, you know, (laughs) like, you know, so. That movie's just awful. Yeah. All right. Our next uh, question. Thanks for the question, Poop Culture. Our next question is coming actually from another podcast as well, Corey. This one's coming from the guys over at the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. We've known these guys for a little bit, right? That's a great show. Great guys. Yeah. They say, what 80s movie soundtracks would you have on repeat while you're getting your freak on? And yes, Transformers the movie is a legitimate answer because who would want to hear the touch when it's getting heated? 
I would have to say Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon mm. or Repo Man. Oh, Repo Man's a great one, especially, um, you know, the one where you really kind of want to, like, almost finish uh, up and then, like, you know, finish on a girl's chest or face or chin is uh, Pablo Picasso wasn't called an asshole. That's, that's a great a, song exactly to finish to. It is. He was only five foot three. Girls could not resist his there. Pablo Picasso was never called an asshole. That was uh, Iggy Pop, wasn't it? No, that was... No, uh, no, no, Iggy Pop did the Repo Man song. Yeah, he, do, he just does the Repo Man song. Um, I'm trying to think. Was that the Circle Jerks, or did they do another no, one? No, Circle Jerks did another one in there. But it's another, like, real jerky 80s punk band. Let me see. Let's see. Burning Sensations, that's who did okay. Pablo Picasso. Yeah. Black Flag was TV Party. Yeah, they did TV Party. Which t- well, TV Party wasn't even really in the movie, was it? It was just. Uh, yeah, when he, he was, was walking to, and he's. Yeah, he was singing it. Then I didn't, yeah. oh, no, that was Suicidal Tendencies, was playing at the party. Yeah. That's actually a great soundtrack. Let, uh, let's. Uh, let me run down. Because I. Uh, and I think there was a band somewhere, like a punk band, I remember seeing that. Um, like, perform that whole soundtrack live one time. That was, That's a cool idea. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Track listings for Repo Man. Uh, number one, Repo Man, which is the title song by Iggy Pop. Number two, TV Party, Black Flag. Number three is Institutionalized, Suicidal Tensities. Which, by the way, even on Amazon, it's misspelled. It says Institutionalized. <laughs> Coup d'etat with the Circle Jerks. That's a good song. Coup d'etat. El Clavo y la Cruz by the Plugs. That's just like that that uh, Spanish one. The guy just like yeah. Aah! Yeah, when he's getting chased by the guy. Yeah. Pablo Picasso by the Burning Sensations. Let's have a war by Fear. When the shit hits the fan by the Circle Jerks. Hombre Secreto by the Plugs, which is a Spanish cover of Secret Agent Man. Uh, Bad Man by the Juicy Bananas, which is really like a piece of score music with that. Um, What's the name? The the black guy saying, "When I walk into a place, people don't fuck with me." <laughs> you know that track? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Shit!" I walk in, they get scared straight. And then uh, real ten, which is the plugs, which is kind of the uh, it's a piece of score. I think it's like kind of towards the end where they're getting ready to fly away in the car and shit. Yeah. Well, on Amazon, there's even a tribute to Repo Man uh, soundtrack. It has all these other people covering the songs. I guess. That's funny. Let's see. What's another 80s one that you would want to have sex with? Like, probably a real cheesy one. Ooh. I bet the Rocky 3, 3 soundtrack would be great to have sex. Cause you got the, Rocky 4, too, because that's always yeah. on loop for me. Yeah. Like, Eye of the Tiger would be real good when you, like, you flip them over doggy style. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be good. Um, let's see. Too bad the the soundtrack to uh, uh, Irreversible didn't come out in the eighties because that's really oh, that's real romantic. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's real romantic. Mood. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. I think probably uh, you know what the actually score from Death Wish Two would be up there. <laughs> oh yeah, that would get you. Re- you know, like you know, I bet some people in the eighties probably rent it. Um, you know, Death Wish 2 to jerk off so much that probably. when they heard the soundtrack, they probably got like a Pavlov's dog <laughs> boner. You know what I mean? Just they were simple. smart. They rented 10 till midnight first and bent the jack off machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'm trying to think. 
What's one more good one that I think you, you probably... I'm thinking... Um, hmm, let's see. You know what actually would be kind of good? Because it kind of sounds like porn music. Is the soundtrack to uh, Escape from New York. Too slow. Well, no, the the opening track, you can start out slow. Uh, uh, play. Oh, no, wait, that was 70s. Never mind. I was going to say Shaft. No. Oh, yeah, Shaft. Too slow. But Escape from New York, you can start out with that pound. It's like, doom, 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 doom. And then, like, you get in the, like, the part where they're driving around in the Cadillacs and it, you know, it has that little, like, stingy synth sound. And then by the end. Yeah, you get the ding, 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 like yeah, that in yeah, there. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. Like, that's a good point. And then at the end where they chase Snake Plissken over the bridge and shit, like, that would be a great climax song, too, you know, to finish up on. You know, the, the soundtrack to Flash Gordon wouldn't be bad. No, it wouldn't. You know <laughs> You know it'd be really a good soundtrack, honestly? Masters of the Universe, because it sounds almost just like Superman. <laughs> I was going to say it does. It's just, like, retooled a little bit. It's like a remix. And when you watch the movie, Masters of the Universe, they steal the theme song, and then the, uh, the opening credits they steal from Superman as well. What about Bloodsport? Or, you know, she'd be Kumite, 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 Come on. Yeah. That'd be a pretty. Actually, pretty be a good one too. So yeah. So I hope hope we uh, answered your question there. I think um, I think if you're like really like in a desperate mood, and like you're just like so drunk and out of your mind on drugs and stuff, and you went down to like downtown part of your city to pick up like a questionable prostitute. Then you might want to listen to the soundtrack to the thing because it's very downbeat. Yeah, it's very downbeat. The soundtrack to the thing is a good is that that's some good background music to catch herpes too, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad one. Yeah. Let's see. All right. So thanks for the question, guys, at the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. All right. Um, here we have. Uh, maybe you know what show these guys are from, or maybe this is the short name of the show, but. Jake and Tom Conker, you know those guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's their. Uh, they retweet a lot of other podcasts too. Yeah, they they have a couple of questions. Says, okay, some questions. Number one, uh, what do you think are overrated movies from the eighties? Personally, I think Top Gun is a piece of trash. There, I said it. I'll actually agree with you there. I'm I'll agree sure. with him on that. I'm not sure who wrote this question. If it was Jake or Tom, but I'll actually agree with you. I mean, Top Gun is fun. It's like a piece of garbage, but. Yeah, it's, it's not. I wouldn't consider it a good movie. I mean, put it this way: I own a copy, but I've never watched it. You know, I've seen the. Movie. I think I think The Shining is overrated, piece of really? shit. Now, do you think The Shining is Shining is a bad movie or just overrated? Yeah, I think it's a horror. I think it's a horrible movie. Why? It's, it's boring as fuck. It makes no goddamn sense in any sense of the word. I don't know. I really like it. I think um, it's poop. I think Stanley Kubrick does a good job of uh, creating the the mood. And he, everything. He's a, here. I'll throw you one in. He's one of the most overrated directors ever. Oh, he's made one on. good one good movie. The guys. Have made. you seen Spartacus? Come on. He's made one good movie. He, uh, I'll say that's Clockwork Orange. That's only because he based it off a good book. All right. What about? Uh, come on, tell me. You can't tell me this movie's bad. What about um, Full Metal Jacket? I never saw it. I don't like war never, movies. Oh. See, it's great because it's it, it, like the full, probably almost the first three fourths, but definitely at least the first half of it is just them in boot camp. It's really good. It's 
I, if, I'll put it this way. If you like A Clockwork Orange, the Full Metal Jacket is actually his second movie that's, like, the most stylistically like Clockwork Orange. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Um, I, I can tell you another overrated movie at 80, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, come on. People would say that's the uh, the best Star Wars film ever. Please. No such thing. But you don't like any Star Wars movies, do you? No, I don't. Yeah. Um, for me, most overrated. It's hard because I feel like I. It is hard because there's a lot of overrated stuff out there. Yeah, I feel like um, there's nothing that jumps off my mind. Let me look on uh, IMDb because honestly, most of the ones I don't like, I've just forgotten about. But um, let's see. Most popular 80s films on IMDb. The Terminator. Well, some of them deserve to be, you know, highly yeah. rated. Uh, overrated. I'm, I'm still trying to think of a few more. I'm trying to think. I'm looking down this list, and there's nothing I'm really hating on the most popular. I mean, I'll, probably the worst one in the top 20 is Top Gun. Um, wow, they have Jaws 3D on number 24, the most popular. I don't know. If I think Willow's overrated. Do you? I think it's a fun movie, but it's it's overrated. I like this movie, but I think the first Batman movie is kind of overrated. Like I was, oh, actually, I was actually disappointed it, the first time I saw it. it. There's only been one good Batman movie so far, and that's Adam West. Yeah, I'll kind of agree with you. Wow, I didn't realize Dead Poets Society was 1989. I thought that was in the 90s. Um, I'll I think uh, what's it called? Um, not on this list but i think uh, chariots of fire is kind of overrated i've never seen that yeah it's like uh uh what do you call it like a academy award movie i'll tell you okay here's one maybe i'll piss some people off with this i love john hughes and all that and he directed this but i think uncle bucks is very overrated very oh overrated. I, I like uncle buck you i hated like? the home i hated the home alone movies i liked uncle buck yeah i think home alone's I think the first Home Alone was in the 90s already, though. Um, yeah, yeah. Those were the Saw prequels. I, you know, I, maybe I'm not, like, the whatever person to judge this, because I'm not a huge musicals fan, although I do like some musicals. But I think, I remember as a kid, I was so sick of that fucking Annie movie. It was so not. <laughs> I got you, I got you a good one. Eddie and the Cruisers. Ooh, come on. Why is it overrated? Because it's not really that good. You know what? I like the movie because I like the story that they're trying to tell, but I'll actually agree with you on that. I mean, nothing against the star of Streets of Fire, but Michael Paré is a shit actor. And when you're trying to build him around lip-syncing some songs, that that's pretty bad. Here's another one. Again, I like this movie, but it's like one of those movies I like the first three-fourths, and then kind of the end is, is like just reshot stupid bullshit. And plus, it's just overrated for what it is. Pretty in Pink is kind of overrated. I said I don't really like any of the John Hughes movies. I think they're all kind of what they are. They're a product of their time. See, I like most of them. Pretty in Pink's got this bad ending where, like... Because, you know, the, the ending of the movie wasn't... It was supposed to be a realistic movie where, like, of course the most popular guy is not going to date the least popular girl. But then they reshot it, which is like, okay, you reshot it, you sold out, you did your happy ending... But because they reshot it so late or whatever, like Andrew McCarthy, he cut all his hair off. He has the worst wig in that movie. And, like, you know, usually I don't pick movies apart on, um, 
you know, like little things like that. But it's so obvious. It's so fucking. Bad. Okay, I'm seeing on this list of most. I got wait. I got one that'll piss everybody off. Okay. This is to me the most overrated movie probably out there. I'm going Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh come on, it's great, cousin. Why would you say it's overrated? It's because okay, everybody. It's over. Let me rephrase that. It's overrated as a great teen comedy. The movie isn't fucking funny. It's a depressing film. I would say three fourths of it is drama, one fourth of it is comedy. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would say the only comedy parts are are um, what do you call it? Spicoli, yeah. Okay, I found one on this most popular list, which I actually agree. This is one everybody knows. You know, I am the co-founder. I opened the gates on the 1980s movie graveyard. I love 1980s film. But this is one movie I've tried to watch it. I actually have watched it all the way through many times throughout the years. Trying to trying to get into this movie so damn hard, and I never like it anytime I watch it. Footloose. Fuck Footloose. Oh, I like Footloose. Oh, it's so it's so like fucking lame and stupid yeah it is it's just it's so bad but, but it's but like it's, bad in that roadhouse way where it's good yeah but it, i don't know roadhouse is so see roadhouse is bad but it's over the top bad footloose is yeah. just i don't know it's over the top in more of a stupid way yeah the remake is shit <laughs> okay here's the movie i'm gonna say is overrated um it's not like a I guess it's a popular, but it isn't popular movie because they play it on the baseball channel nonstop like it's great. Is the fucking natural with Robert Redford. He's like the least convincing baseball player. <laughs> I don't like any of them fielded. The only good baseball movies is Major League 1 and 2. Yeah, and I understand he was a baseball player when he was in high school or whatever, but he made that movie when he was in his late 50s. <laughs> yeah, he, he'd be a coach at best. Yeah. All right, um... This is actually, I don't know if it's overrated, underrated, whatever, but um, but uh, Never Say Never Again. This is the unofficial Bond film where Connery came back. And like, yeah, it was cool that Connery came back, but it's a very underwhelming, cheap movie for the James it's, Bond. It's, it's a, I saw it in the theater when I was a kid. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's like low-rent schlock. Yeah, it really is. Um, let's see. I want to ask you this because I haven't seen it in so long, cousin. So I can't make a call on it. But it's it's considered one of the best comedies of the decade. Would you say Stripes is overrated? Stripes is yeah, I would say it's overrated. Stripes is a, is another one. It's funny, but it's not timeless. If that right. makes sense. All right. Um. Let's see. I think. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a movie that, um, and you'll probably say the original as well, but the, the movie that like breaks my heart every time I try to watch it and how shitty and just cash-in sequel it is, is I don't like Karate Kid Part 2 at all. No, nah, Karate Kid 2 is awful. Yeah. Um, here's another one, and I don't like it. It's got some cool concepts, but I don't like it because they... You know, they watered it down for a PG rating. Is I don't like Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I don't like any of those fucking Mad Max movies. They all suck. I mean, I can watch it because it's a Mad Max movie. Don't get me wrong, but it's like the whole time you're yeah. watching it, it's just like, get rid of these fucking kids. Kill somebody. They're all garbage. The Mad Max sucks. The Road Warriors sucks. Thunderdome sucks. Fury Road is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's not 80s, but fuck, I hate Fury Road. Um... Yeah, I mean, that's a good look. I'll tell you what, here's another one. Again, not a movie I hate. I enjoy this movie to some level. 
but not as good as everybody like comes gallons over is uh, Crocodile Dundee's pretty overrated. Yeah, that's kind of a funny one. Part two is awful. You know what's another one that I really want to love, but it's just not as good as people claim it is, is Top Secret. Oh, I love Top Secret. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite Zucker, but I like it better in the airplane movies. See, I, I like Val Kilmer, but I like I, I think uh, Real Genius is so much better than Top Secret. I like Real Genius quite a bit, but I, I put Top Secret ahead of it. Again, not a bad movie, but overrated is Glory, I think. It's too, there's too many parts that are like a made-for-TV movie. That's with Ferris Bueller, right? No. Where he skips school oh, to help yeah. all the people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, actually you are. I was thinking. Have, yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw it in school. It means shit to me. All right, let's see. I guess that's that, that's a lot. That's good enough. We're spending too much time on this question. <laughs> yeah, well, he's also got another one, which is like the flip side of this question. Jake and Tom Conker, they ask... Number two, what are the most underrated films of the decade? Myself, oh, I, I go with Near Dark, To Live and Die in L.A., and Pale Rider. I'll definitely agree with Near Dark. We love Near Dark. I actually, to me, it's funny you said that, guys. Jake or Tom, I'm not sure who wrote this. Um, my number one underrated movie of the decade, and I just watched it again a couple weeks ago. I watch it all the time. I can't get enough of it. It's To Live and Die in L.A. I, to me, that it's might... A good movie. Yeah, that might be my favorite movie of the '80s. If not, it's in the uh, top three. But underrated um, is is easy for me, and that's Return of the Killer Tomatoes, which we were talking right. about off off camera because so many things have ripped it off. We just I, did a uh, uh, contest for that, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. It was won by uh, I don't remember her name. Girl lives in Canada. Okay. And uh, another under underrated. Um, I'm going to say this because it's a movie that I was shocked when I rewatched a couple years ago how good it is, and I can't get enough of it. I think underrated for sure is uh, Private Resort. That's Private Resort's underrated. Making the grade is Making underrated. The is extremely underrated. I, uh, speaking of comedies, I think Just One of the Guys is really underrated. Yeah. I just posted a picture of that the other day. I know you won't agree with me on this, Corey, but uh, as far as the the Brat Pack goes, I think St. Elmo's Fire is way underrated. Yeah, my wife's into that one. That one's not one of my favorites. Yeah, I love it. Um, I think No Holes Barred is underrated. Really? <laughs> yes. In what way? Is On a campy way, or do you think it's really I mean, good? Let's just a movie where Hulk Hogan picks a guy up who shits his pants, and he goes, Wash that smell. And the guy just looks at goes, Dookie. That's underrated classic. That's comedy gold. That's that's way funnier than uh, than uh, less than zero. Exactly. One of my uh, favorite movies, uh, guys, underrated. I think is because uh, it's a good drama, but the the young cast before they're famous is amazing in it. Is uh, Taps with um, uh, yeah. Timothy Hutton and uh, Sean Penn and uh, Tom Cruise. Like that—that's an awesome young, especially Timothy Hutton. It's kind of sucks that his career didn't turn out on a different path. But, like the uh, principal with Belushi's underrated. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say it in terms of it's underrated because people think it's a bad movie, and I don't think it is. If you want to talk about musicals, I think Grease Two is actually pretty good. Oh, I think it's better than Grease One. Yeah, I mean it's debatable, but I mean I, I can. There you go. There you go, right there, boys next door. 
Oh yeah, we just covered that. It's, that that really like seriously like when we watch that movie, and I mean I've watched that movie twenty times since I've had the DVD, but like it's it for for how low budget of a movie it was and all that, and you know no advertising, nobody ever heard of it, whatever. It's so freaking good, man. Like, and then uh, Tough Turf. Tough Turf, extremely underrated. Tough Turf, I think, considering that Spader and Downey star in it, I think it's like almost forgotten at this point. And that we need to do that movie. We do. I promise it's coming within the next 30 days. Um, I would say this movie is kind of underrated because everybody kind of forget that it was the first time we saw Hannibal Lecter. But I think Manhunter is fucking awesome. I, think, See, I don't like it. Really? Why not? No, I, I don't know. It just didn't click with me. And I've tried to watch it a handful of times. It's just, just never, that one never clicked with me. Really? I think Silence of the Lambs is okay. The one I liked the best was Red Dragon, Wait. which was basically the remake of Manhunter. You see, I, yeah, to me, Manhunter's way better than that. Well, is there any ones that you really think are underrated? Eh, not off the top of my head, not any, not any more than I can think of. Return to Killer Tomatoes always did get to shaft, though, in my opinion. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Let me bring up the questions again. All right. Thanks for those questions, Jake and Tom. We appreciate it. Let's see who we got next. Okay, now we got another uh, podcast. This one's coming from the Movie Geek Cast. So... They have, Good show. Good show. Yeah. Um, two questions here. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to understand this question. Sorry, guys. Uh, top five most embarrassing movies you haven't seen before. I think what he's saying, like, these are movies that are considered great that we haven't seen. You know what I mean? Like, we would be embarrassed to admit we haven't seen. You know what I mean? I think that's what he means by it. Okay, uh, Gone with the Wind, Casablanca. Um, None of those are 80s, though. Fuck, I don't know. I've seen every 80s movie. Uh, okay, yeah. okay, wait. Uh, 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 Chariots of Fire. Yeah, because that was a huge movie when uh, we were kids. Breaking Away. Breaking Away, yeah, I've seen that. It's good. Uh, Dr. Zhivago. Fuck. <laughs> <I, laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'll give you. I don't know if I can come here, up. Here, I'll give you a better answer. Corey G has no shame. Yeah, he, he has a full collection of Don the Dragon. <laughs> um, I don't know if I can come up with five off the top of my head, guys. But I, here's two that I'm kind of like I can't believe I haven't seen these movies. Is I've actually never seen The Princess Bride, and that's like so many people's favorite movies. It's not that good. You ain't missing nothing. I watched it for the first time about a year ago because people kept giving me shit. <laughs> really. I didn't like it. <laughs> and uh, another one which I've seen parts of, but I've never watched the whole way through, which even surprises me because I love the director and the star, but I've actually never seen Say Anything all the way through, believe it or not. Say Anything? Which one's that? It's a Cameron Crowe movie. It's the movie where John Cusack holds up the uh, boombox outside the Oh, uh, yeah. I, I never finished it because I always got bored. Really? I don't really like anything Cameron Crowe has done, to be honest with you. All his movies put me to sleep. I'm trying to think. Sorry, guys. I, I can't come up with five, but those are the two off the top of my head that I know are super, super loved movies that, you know, I'm never trying to think. 
Yeah, I there's seen. a lot. There's a lot of classics older than the '80s, like how you were saying that I haven't seen. Um, I've actually never seen. I've seen pieces of it, like when I was a kid, on TV. But I've actually never seen Gandhi. I've never watched Gandhi before. Me either. Okay, I probably I, won't either. I don't know. If this is embarrassing, but I want to see this, and I have it on my HBO Go list. But I've never seen the best little whorehouse in Texas with Burt Reynolds. Oh, I've seen now Burt Reynolds and, and Dolly, Dolly Parton. Parton. Yeah, I always yeah. wanted to see it for some reason, but I haven't seen it. I saw it a long time ago. I, I remember it to be like a misleading title. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I can't really think of any more off the top of my head, guys. I'm thinking of more underrated ones, though. Here's an underrated movie. Going back to the previous question. I think Howard the Duck is underrated. Uh, Howard the Duck's a piece of shit. Oh, what? See, I don't, I don't understand what he's saying. Piece of garbage. Oh, I've come up with another. Bad place is underrated. Yeah, I've come up with another one, guys. Uh, another serious '80s movie I've never seen, guys, from the Movie Geek Cast. I've actually never seen Terms of Endearment. Either. Yeah, actually, now that I think they're Kramer all versus Kramer. You never seen Kramer versus Kramer? No. I think I, yeah, I think I've only seen Pointer. You never seen Tootsie? Never seen Tootsie. See, I think Tootsie because I've seen it recently on some list as like the number three movie of the eighties. That's another one overrated. Is Tootsie? God, it's like the guy puts on a. It's like nobody would think he was a woman for one second. You know what I mean? Make a whole movie about that. Um, another one. I think all the ones I'm embarrassed to say I haven't seen are all dramas, which is surprising because I actually like dramas. But I've never seen On Golden Pond. Uh, me either. Yeah, I think I've seen Ordinary People, but I'm not. Here, here's here's another one. This is an '80s, but here's the one that I should have fucking seen, but I haven't. Guys, is uh, never seen the original version of The Wicker Man. Have you seen that, Corey? I've seen that. Yeah, I actually like the remake better, and I get shit really? for that. Wow. All right, I guess we'll move on to their second question, the Movie Geek Cast. They have a second question. They want us to play a game of Fuck, Marry, Kill. And this is going to be hard because we're going to have to really reach into our uh, homosexual e- egos for this. But uh, they want us to know who are we going to fuck, marry, kill between Van Damme, Seagal, and Chuck Norris. Oh, that's just nasty. Oh. <laughs> it is nasty. I'd probably fuck Van Damme, marry Seagal, and kill Norris. Really? That's interesting. See, mm-hmm. first of all, you gotta kill Chuck Norris. Oh my god. Yeah, I fucking hate Chuck Norris. See, now this would have been I, hard. I gotta have a trophy if Seagal looks like shit now. So. Yeah. See, fucking. Now this would have been tough if they would have substituted, took Chuck Norris out and slid Boyo in there. Then that would have been tough. I just hurry up and finish this. I don't like these kind of questions. Okay. okay. Um, I'm actually gonna marry Van Damme. Because he seems like he has the most longevity. Um, Seagal, I guess I'll F. And Chuck Norris, like I said, I got to kill Chuck Norris. So maybe had a drug problem, though. He could be an abusive relationship. It could be. Could be. Let's see. All right, let's move on to some more questions. Um, this is a question. I don't know if he means like an 80s comic book or what, but I actually know the answer to this. He says, what comic book would you like to see? Well, I'm sorry. This is coming from the Heavy Metal Horror Cast. Sorry, guys. Uh, those are by two very attractive ladies. No guys. They're two, very be- two very beautiful uh, women, yes. Oh, the picture is so small, I can't tell. Uh, hello, hello, uh, women. Thank you for uh, writing into our show. Their question is, what comic book would you like to see adapted for the big screen? 
You want me to go first, Corey? What do you think? Yeah, go ahead. I got to think about that. That's a good question. This is actually the one comic book. Um, and maybe I keep wanting to say you guys. Maybe you girls haven't heard of this because it was very quick. It was actually like a four-issue miniseries. But DC Comics, maybe like around 85, 86, they did this. I don't know if you remember this, Corey. Do you remember the uh, miniseries called Who is Wild Dog? No. And what it is, it's basically like an Invasion USA type setup. There's all these, like, you know, like American terrorists basically pulling off all this, these terrorist acts, taking hostages, doing all that shit. And there's a guy who dresses in a hockey mask like Jason, uh, a football jersey, even though it looks more like a hockey jersey, but it's supposed to be a football jersey, um, camouflage pants, boots. He, he, uses, uh, he uses a machine gun like um, Stallone did in Cobra, the exact same machine gun. And uh, he has these gloves, which he's rigged to, like, electrify people. But basically, like, you read through the the first three issues, and it's like Wild Dog is just this guy who shows up to stop the terrorist. And issue number four is actually, like, a mystery of, like, it basically sets up about four guys from the city that you might think are the, uh, is actually Wild Dog. And, like, one's, like, an ex-football player, one's, like, a reporter, one's, like, a like a political guy or something like that. And it's actually really fucking good because it's a great action comic. Um, and I think that would be like the one interesting thing that they could do with a comic book movie now is like, instead of doing this origin of like, how did you become the hero? Just have the hero and then the mystery of finding out who is the hero. I think that's actually like a really good one. So yeah, just do a Google search, uh, ladies for, uh, who is wild dog and like come and you, you'll come up with like the, the um the comic book covers of great covers that they had for that comic book. I'm gonna go with Blue Devil because that was one of my favorite comics as a kid about a guy that uh, named Dan. Uh, no, not Dan. Catch name is Dan. I don't remember his last name. He's like a uh, he's an FX designer for movies, and he makes this like Blue Devil suit, but it's like a robotic suit that makes him stronger, makes him jump because they're filming a Blue Devil movie and. They actually unearth a real demon that zaps him, and it bonds this suit. It actually turns him into it, and then he fights like, you know, as you do when you're a blue devil, you know, various demons and bank robbers throughout the next, like, 22 issues of this series before it was canceled. But I always thought it was a really cool book. I was like, did I actually have the statue of him downstairs in my basement? Nice. So, yeah, so I hope that had answered your question, ladies. Thank you for writing in. Let's see. Do we have more? Oh, we got a lot more. Uh, this one is coming from book versus movie. Um, this is uh, this is a podcast. I'm thinking. Yes. Book yes. versus movie. They say, and there was a lot of these in the '80s, but they say, "What is your favorite body switching movie?" I like that one with Judd Nelson and the Wonder Years kid. I think you mean Judge Reinhold, right? Or Judge Reinhold, vice versa. Vice versa was good. That's the only one I like, to be honest yeah. with you. This is... You know, I kind of like... <laughs> I can't remember. I don't really like any of them, to be honest with you. But if I had lousy. to pick, I'd like this one. A lot of them are lousy. Um, I kind of like... Just because I think the guy is so funny. And he looks so ridiculous in that movie, trying to act young and cool. But I actually like the one... Like, I'm blanking on the name... I'll look it up for you guys. Um, you tell me. I might know. It's the one Dudley Moore and Kurt Cameron. Oh, like father, like son. Yeah, like father, like son. 
be so awful. That's my favorite. What was the third one that came out around that time? 18 again with uh, George, George Burns. Burns. Yeah, yeah. They and, had... the, and the star of Return of the Killer Tomatoes plays the bully in that movie, my dad. Yeah, yeah I like, like, I actually like Kirk Cameron before he got, like, so religious that he didn't want to do movies or whatever anymore, you know? He's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, it's pretty extreme. Um, and just for a bonus one for you guys from book versus uh, movie. I don't know if you would call this exactly what you guys had in mind, but my favorite like body jumping movie in terms of something jumping in and out of different people's bodies, I actually really like The Hidden. You remember that movie, Corey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah what was the other one, too, with Denzel with the killer? Fallen. Fallen. Yeah. To me, that one was good because it was like a ghost and you couldn't see it, but The Hidden was cool because it was like this slimy alien crawling everybody's throat, you know? Let's not forget about The Thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, The Thing. Thing is like more like a body snatcher movie, but yeah, I never seen Hey, it. let's not forget Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Let's see. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All five remakes of it. <laughs> that's a movie. I'm surprised. And none, of, and none of them have held up over time. Where the <laughs> fuck? Um, this one is going to come. Uh, we, I guess we kind of answered this, but. Uh, uh, this comes from the Mockers podcast. Those guys. podcast out of the UK. That's right, out of the UK. They say, I'd like to know for tonight's show what the 80s movie graveyard likes in the music department. A punk all the way. Punk. You know, I I was a big... I guess my music changes about every 10 years. I was really into rap when I was, I guess, a early teenager. And then I was more into, like, rock and stuff as an older teenager, like Stone Temple Pilots and all that. And then I got into punk. The Misfits are my favorite punk band. I really, They're my favorite band, period. Yeah, I really like Danzig on his own. really like Sam Hain. Sam really, Hain. really like The Smiths. I really like Morrissey. Like, I, I just got a new MP3 player, and the first thing I did was, like, put all the Danzig albums and, like, a couple Morrissey albums on there. Like, the last few years, and I got to see him in concert last year, talking about 80s related, is uh, really become a big Van Halen fan over the last 10 years. Oh, God. <laughs> Why do you say, oh, God? Thin music is crap, man. They talk about minor threat, fear, the circle jerk. I like I'll throw you a big fear. one. I'll tell you who. I'm going to tell you a big one. I'm going to tell you who I hate. Who? I hate the Beatles. I hate the Who. Oh. I hate the Rolling Stones. I'm not huge in them, but I like all those bands. I gotta listen to their music. The fucking monkeys blow away the Beatles. Oh yeah. Well, a lot of people don't know, but the monkeys were like, you know, after a certain point, the Beatles kind of ran out of shit. They started looking at the monkeys and kind of stealing their shit. Oh, heavy like, duty. With all those movies and shit they made, I mean, that was all a rip off of the monkeys. Um, a big, big uh, Iggy Pop fan. I think I, I think yeah. I actually have all of his albums. Anything about there's a lot of them. Chili Peppers, I still like. Yeah, I like Chili Peppers. Um, Suicidal tendencies, corrosion of conformity. I, uh, I, I'm a pretty big David Bowie fan. Um, I like Huey Lewis. I won't lie. It's like, like the one punk band I don't like, or that I do like, is Huey Lewis. A non-punk band. I yeah, yeah. I, I like a lot of music from the '80s. To be honest with you, I'm trying to think. Dri. Um, I was always big into them until they turned into a thrash band. This is an 80s, but I don't know if... Well, actually, I'm sure these guys have heard us, but uh, I really like Peaches. You know who Peaches is, Corey? That was the Sandman's wife. <laughs> no, that's Sandman's wife. 
But uh, but yeah, I really like Peaches. Uh, I like that John Cena. You know, the in the Thugonomic, the trademark. That's a good album. Oh god, I can't believe he actually. Uh, My wife has that. I don't. <laughs> really, I'm actually glad to hear that. Uh, let's see. Let's see. All right, this is from Dude. Imagine if. Yeah, the, hit me up to Twitter. Another great, great friends. They're a great show. Cool. And they, and I, I think they're talking about demons here. See, you haven't started listening to all these new podcasts. You used to listen to that old shit. <laughs> you listen to that old school crap. Sound like it's being called in on a dial-up telephone. You gotta get with the new breed. Well, I've been gone. I've been out of town for almost two months, cousin. I, I haven't had time to listen to these shows. I haven't had a internet connection. All, nothing. You got to get on all these new shows. Fuck those old shows. They all suck. Well, I mean, I'll listen to the old shows, but there, there's really only one of them that that's around. PC's still around. Nobody else is. So I'll be more than happy to give all these guys show a listen. Um, I'm pretty sure he's talking about demons here. He says, what's the deal with the voiceover for the blonde punk girl? She sounds like a 45-year-old pack-a-day smoker. I actually agree I, with that. Yeah, cause, I agree with them. I don't know why they chose her voice, but I do agree with them. Yeah. But I think it's because she's supposed to be like they were on drugs. I mean, they're snorting coke yeah. out of a coke can, so... Because the voices don't really match the guys either, but uh, nobody's voice matches. The pimps is so bad; it's laughable. Yeah. All right, here we have one um, from the nerdy bitches. Yeah, three from the nerdy bitches because there's two of them. Okay. That is my favorite show, by the way. I am I am petitioning to be on that show. You really want to be on the Nerdy Bitches, haven't you? Told me. I love I love Nerdy Bitches. Nerdy Bitches are hot. All right. Yeah. Okay. I think we got them. Um, the Nerdy Bitches. They ask if you could be a supporting character in any '80s Arnold film, how would he kill you, and what would be the terrible pun associated with your death? Now, I thought about that because I got to actually read it this morning, and I thought about that. Yeah, I've, I haven't it's, had a chance to think about it. You can come back to it if you like, but okay. he he would like have like in each hand like like a big roll of quarters or something, and he would beat me to death. And like on the final death punch, like it, they would break, and like all the quarters would fall on me, and he'd go, "Keep the change." Yeah. <laughs> that's funny you said that because i actually was thinking the exact same thing I was, th- I was i swear to god i was thinking if i was in raw deal he because you know how like they had that fight in like that mobster casino and all that yeah he could he could like beat me up like like pound my head into the slot machine and then that would make the quarters run out and he would actually drown me in the quarters and then he would say you know you shouldn't have pressed your luck or something like that yeah that'd be good yeah um, but I, I can't give the exact same answer you did, even though that is bizarre that I thought of the exact same thing. Um, <laughs> uh, I know it, it I would want to be in, in the movie commando. I would want to be those guys that he kills with the shed tools when he runs out of bullets. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And like, um, uh, like, you know, he, with all those blades and shit. I would have Arnold like reach underneath the little desk there and find. Remember, this is really '80s. They don't make these anymore. But do you remember lawn darts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I would have Arnold. Apparently, like, stupid kids were killing themselves. Yeah, they were. I would have Arnold like choke me with one hand, 
throw the lawn darts like up in, like three of them up into the air and then like like two of them come down into my eyes and one comes into my mouth and uh and then like the terrible pun is just like you know he he, he should say something like um you know you should know that these aren't toys <laughs> and then you throw me to the ground <laughs> oh god <laughs> Uh, or, 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 or like he could say something like, like uh, this is why you shouldn't play around. <laughs> uh, I'm groaning over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's move on to the second one from the nerdy bitches. They say also in a world where time didn't exist, who would win a match, Andre the Giant or the Big Show? And I guess the what Big they, Show, because yeah. these are the two most famous big men. But uh, you're saying the Big Show? Yeah, I mean, because he was athletic. Well, Andre see, was just some fat fucking blob. See, I always saw Andre when he was older and fat, but I did see a younger thing where like he was more spry. I think Andre would. If you're talking like 1975, uh, Andre, I think he would. You know who would win? Who? Nia, Nia Jax, because she's bigger than both of them. Yeah, that's true. All right, um, for the third question here, let's see. This yeah. is from the other one. Yeah, this is from Heather, because she, she yes. said Heather here. She says Heather here. Yeah. She says, here's my question. What is the most quintessential 80s movie? I think I'm going to go, truthfully, quintessential, I'm going to go The Karate Kid. Really? See, this is going to sound like a joke, and I'm sorry about this, Heather, because I, I, you know, I read your question before before I looked at your name, but I'm actually going to say like the most quintessential '80s movie in terms. Oh, of, I know where you're going. Yeah, the, the movie that really sums up the decade and spoofs it the best, I think, is Heather's. It's Heather's, yeah. I, I didn't think of that. I would have to agree with you. Never mind. Yeah, the snappy snack shack. No matter where yeah. you are, you can always pull in, pop in a turbo dog. You know, big fun, teenage yeah. suicide, don't do it. Yeah. Uh, what is it? In, 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 let's say in a world where Heathers didn't exist, then the number two choice obviously would be Valley Girl, don't you think? But I like Valley Girl, but that's where I draw the line. Like, I like it. I don't, I don't, it's never like super into it like everybody else. But you gotta admit, like, the, you know, gag me with a chainsaw and all that shit, like, you know gag me with a spoon and all, all that valley girl speak like because like there was so many like that movie there's so many bitches in the there's so many <laughs> like uh like from uh idaho like that movie had girls from idaho talking like a valley, valley girl you know what i mean like yeah and like it really made girls like like talking like that really like like snippy tone, you know what I mean? That bitchy snippy tone, you know what I mean? It's like Karate Kid made made everybody want to do karate, and it, once right. again, it made it the evil Japanese people beloved. It did. It turned their pony. So thank you to the nerdy bitches for those questions. Let's see. All right. Um, uh, excuse me. I there's new questions that have come in, so I'm kind of. <laughs> I've never actually uh, operated these uh, let's see because some of these are just conversations I'm trying to see which ones have no e- e- even in the conversation there'd be a question is there yeah I'm looking at a message from the grind bin podcast but I can't yeah it's the very first one the very okay. first thing is a let question let me scroll up which was the best? Uh, by the way, uh, I was recorded an episode of the Grind Bend uh, podcast uh, last night. Actually, I think it airs on the twenty seventh of this month. Talking about oh boy, oh, 
Ooh, Charles Bronson. Oh, I gotta hear that. All right. Um, I was not too kind to Charles Bronson's racism. Oh. <laughs> All right, the Grind Bin Podcast. They ask which was the best two Corys movie. They say their personal favorite is License to Drive. I don't. License to Drive is really good, but truthfully for me, I'm gonna go. I gotta go. You know, it's it's a given. Is the Lost Boys? Let me see. All right, I gotta look at their list of movies because I don't want to. You know, I want to. I want to take all these. Uh, or or I will say, Blown Away is real good because Nicole Eggert is naked in that movie. I was gonna say it's actually shocking because the two Corys really um did uh, like uh, teen movies. And, like, uh, it's surprising that there was one that had nudity in it. Um, all right, so the ones that were in their prime were The Lost Boys, License to Drive, Dream a Little Dream. Dream a Little Dream. I don't Dream a think... Little Dream's a really good movie, but Haim's not in it enough for me to count it. Right. Um, <laughs> Blown Away and Dream a Little Dream 2, I'm pretty sure it would direct the video. Um, yeah, Dream a Little Dream 2 is bad. I'm actually going to, I don't know, it's hard to say. I'm actually going to say uh, uh, The Lost Boys as well. Lost Boys was just my one of my favorite movies for that time period. I think it's yeah. Fright Night is my favorite vampire movie. I oh, make yeah. that well known. But uh, Lost Boys is probably second. Yeah. I, Lost Boys, I just love the style of it, how it looks. You know, it, 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 That was uh, Schumacher, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. It, and it, it, I even, I'll tell you what, I liked the two sequels that they did a few years back. I didn't think those were bad at all. Yeah. I don't know. The I only saw part two, but it was hard to get into a little bit for me. It was basically a remake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next question is from uh, Brandon. I don't know. I don't know if Brandon wants me to say his last name or not. So Brandon is from the Basement Podcast. He's actually oh. starting a new show. He's a friend of mine. He's starting a new show that I'm actually going to um, help him with here in a few weeks okay. to get it going. So does that show have a name yet or not Not yet? Uh, to, uh, if it does, I don't remember. I won't okay. lie. All right, Brandon. Um, I'm getting sleepy. <laughs> you're getting sleepy? <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, yeah, Brandon asked, what was the first movie you guys saw in theaters? I I don't know. Probably a kid's cartoon, probably. I actually know, and I don't remember it at all, um, but I just remember from my dad telling me. Um, I was about two years old. My dad took me to see The Ravagers. It's like a post-apocalyptic movie with Richard Harris, Ernest Borgnine. Um, I'm looking at the um, the the whatever the on IMDb says the poster says it takes place in 1991, and the thing is in a post-apocalyptic world divided between two groups called the Flockers and the Ravagers, an adventurer and his pleasure girl try to find their way to a rumored safe haven called Land of Genesis. So I actually need to track down a DVD or something of the Ravagers to actually watch it. But yeah, I know for sure that was the first one I was took into a theater to see. Let's see. Should I read the advertisement from Lavishly Nasty? <laughs> no, we, okay. we, we don't need that Twitter porn. Are there more questions? Uh, let me Have some see. more come in. Okay. 
the last one that just came in, it was just a comment about something else. So I think that's all the questions. So real quick, I want to say thank you to Mandy from Mandy's from the Little Girl Lost podcast, right? Uh, little Geek Girl. Little Geek Girl Lost Podcast. Yeah. The Poop Culture yeah. Podcast. The Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Jake and Tom Conquer. Movie Geek Cast. Heavy Metal Horror Cast. Book versus Movie. The Mockers Podcast. Dude, Imagine If. The Nerdy Bitches. Grind Bin Podcast. And Brandon. Thank you guys. We appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate it. That was a lot of fun. All right, let's get ready. Wake your DVD player up, cousin. Cousin, I'm going to tell you, we spent so much time answering these questions. I think we better save demons for the next show. Otherwise, we're going we're gonna to bore these people with some, you know, this is one of these other shows. It's just one of these typical four-hour jobs. Yeah, we don't, we don't like to make the shows too long for you guys, so we'll be back. And Well, let's, we can talk for a little bit, though. Okay, we'll just wrap they up. Paid to hear, they paid to hear our voice. They did pay to hear our voice. So okay, so we'll be. So I got a question for you. All right, <laughs> all right, because I don't know if you know this, but if you look to your Twitter followers, lots of wrestling fans. But yes, there is. What do you think about this SmackDown going live in the draft, which will have happened by the time you hear this? I hate it, and let me explain to you why. Because they tried it before and it failed. <laughs> no, it actually worked okay for a while before, but then they ruined yeah. it. But here's why. They announced this three months ago. No news for two week, two months about it. I was excited when they announced it because I was like, well, maybe all my favorite wrestlers will go to SmackDown where they can actually be in matches and not do all these comedy skits like they do in Raw. Then they drug this out for so long. The draft is like in a couple of days, and we still don't know for sure who's running SmackDown and Raw. Yeah, we do. It's uh, They announced it on Raw. Shane McMahon's running SmackDown and Stephanie's running Raw. Okay, so they, they tease a brand split for two and a half months, um, a week before the draft. They then they kept saying like because I was watching. Uh, Raw well, now they're still gonna, they're still going to each have general managers. Those won't be announced though until. See, yeah, more just keep you hanging on. I you know I've lost all interest. You know WWE they they let me down. Like they come up with good ideas and the execution always sucks. That's what I gotta say. My, my thing is is. I don't know how they can really afford it. I mean, you've had the same, you have the same four people fighting every week because they don't have a big roster. Yeah. Why would you split it up? Why not just quit booking them against each other? I like Kevin Owens and I like Sami Zayn's matches. I don't need to see them fight every week. See, that's the problem with WWE. Everybody fights every week. And I I get now. Have you seen the final deletion yet? I haven't seen all of it because I've been away, but I'm I'm working through my DVR. But yeah, like I've seen the early stages of it. I saw the first, you know, fight. And it, it, it's great. That's what wrestling should be. I love Senor Benjamin, but if you go to YouTube, somebody put it all together as the ultimate director's cut. Yeah. Where you see the drones descending on Brother Nero, and it, that's the worst piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. Brother Nero. <laughs> Well, the thing is, if you're a WWE fan, obviously you won't have anything to do with TNA, so you'll never watch the final deletion. The good news is the Wyatt family is recreating it. <laughs> you know, now I've seen them both because they did the Wyatts and the yeah. New Day on Monday. And you, you see, that's the difference between, and I'm going to say it, that's the difference between Walmart and a Neiman Marcus is, you know, the, the Hardy Boys probably filmed this shit. At the, well, they did. It was at their houses. Low rent as fuck. This looked like be. a... 
this looked like a Rob Zombie movie, 35 mil. It was quick cut. It was well lit. I mean, it was that was an elaborate production. There were shots there clearly done on a crane. Right. Not with the drone. Why is everybody afraid of the Wyatts? I mean, let's look at their track record. They always do the job. Yeah, they do lose everything. Like, Bray hardly ever loses because he hardly ever fights. Right. But uh, I think we both can agree that neither can hold a candle to Lucha Underground. Now, Lucha Underground is the... How far are you behind now? I think I'm caught up because I've seen the first two parts of Ultima Lucha Dose. And now, what wrestling show do you know where... Mr. Cisco, they made him wear a wire, and Dario Cueto beats him to death with the mole statue. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm on the edge of my seat for part three of Ultima Lucha. I can't wait to see um, Taya versus Ivelisse. That's gonna be awesome. That is. I think, I want to see Dario's uh, bodyguard. She's hot. The Black Lotus. Oh, yeah. She, it's so weird, because they, they totally set her up for a whole season in season one, and she never really wrestled, did she? She never done anything. Yeah. She's just like a actor i guess i'm anxious too for the i think uh prince puma is gonna go over ray see i don't think so because i don't know what happened but you know after they filmed season two or whatever there was a lot of contract talk that prince puma was leaving lucha so i think he might lose and that would be his goodbye for a while you know there's there is a rumor i don't know how true it was because it got deleted right away that the sexy star at the end of this season is the heavyweight champ <laughs> That could be because, uh, yeah, I mean, spoilers, but she won the thing. Like, she's going to get a shot at it. So that would actually be awesome. I love Sexy Star. Oh, me too. She's great. Yeah. Like, I think her actually best matches, too, are when she wrestles guys, not girls. So I like Ivelisse. I think she's really good, too. I, I was mad when uh, Angelico got hurt and they had to kind of split up the trios. Yeah, I miss Angelico big time. I hope he comes back for season three. I'm a big Taya fan, actually. Taya, I like until they do it close up. She's ass ugly. Well, I mean that that don't matter. All I only care about is how she wrestles. I want to know how the one bitch looks so good. It's got to be the magic rock. <laughs> but she's you know, like 135. But you know what? She uh, she looks so much better in season one when she was heavier. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I just hope that King Cuerno's not really dead. I mean, he got beaten with a crowbar. I lo- yeah, I love King. <laughs> I love King Cuerno, King, King Cuerno in season one, but season two they kind of jobbed him out. I thought. I liked at the very end of one when he's like going after. The st- I can't remember who he was stalking. Somebody like has his pickup truck. And he's wearing that dead deer head thing on his head. Oh yeah, that was great. The deer head. And then what sucks is Prince Puma then ripped the deer head thing off and started doing it with the cat head. Now, what is, what, I wonder what's going to happen, because, you know, you've seen Lorenzo Lamas talking to that other evil demon or whatever. Something's going to happen at the end of next week. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. And Dario got on the phone to call someone, too. Yeah. You don't know. I think there's going to be a cliffhanger. I think Joey Ryan, he gives me the fuck creeps. I think Joey Ryan's going to get killed off at some point. I don't think he's very talented. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's not my place to say, but it doesn't do much for me either way. 
I mean, the bit's kind of funny. I just the only thing I liked is when Marty the Moth took the sucker out of his pants and started licking it too. Oh god, so Marty the Moth grosses me out. I kind of want Marty the Moth to get killed off. To be honest with you. You know, I think that's why I like him because he truly is creepy. Like even the announcer, who's like the hottest lady on TV, you know, yeah. even pushes him away. Yeah, like well, in the match the other night, like he like fell in her lap and he was like crawling all over, and you could tell how disgusted she was. And then his sister, I, Mariposa. Then the other girl stalking the one dude. Yeah. You know who I can't stand though, and I think is like the one. Like complete mistake that that Lucha Underground made was I can't stand that fucking famous B guy. He's so worthless. Hey, he's tweeted us. <laughs> and, and you know what? I, I guess now, don't now don't take it the wrong way because I'm gonna agree with you. He is worthless and he does suck because he told us he's gonna make us famous. He didn't do shit. How long ago was that? We're still not famous. About a month ago. Yeah, a whole month famous famous B. Get on that. I just want the girl that comes with the package. She's she's like I don't know like she's something strange about her. Like she always looks like she like when when she gets all excited, it looks like her eyes are like crossing over or something. It's weird. He it's better like watch his trance. fucking back though, because fucking uh, um, Max Mini or whatever Masquerita's gotta go come yeah. whoop his ass. I think he should really. That's got to be the eighth Masqueria Sagrada. There ain't no way that's that same midget under there all these years. <laughs> you mean the same little person? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they need some more minis on the show. That little bull guy got uh, cut from WWE. They could get him. Well, yeah, and he was in that big feud. He, he could have been bright in that feud with Hornswoggle. <laughs> Hornswoggle sucks. How- Midgets might give me the creeps, but they're funny to watch. Oh, I think I honestly I think they they um fit in great in wrestling, to be honest with you. The best is when King Kong Bundy dropped a splash in the elbow on the midgets in WrestleMania three. Mm. But uh yeah, I don't know. Speaking of midgets, whatever happened to Vern Troyer? He's still alive, but uh, I think he had like real bad kidney problems because he I mean plus, you know, his body was so little it didn't you know, it didn't whatever work right, but he he had a real bad drinking problem, so you know. I could see that. I'd drink if I was a midget. I mean, not to be funny, but I they probably don't have to spend that much money. I bet a twenty four ounce would get them pretty buzzed. Oh. See that's why you gotta go back to the lovely eighties where where we honor movies like Under the Rainbow, where the right. poster itself says Way down low, under the rainbow, Chevy Chase and Carrie Fisher and a whole cast of midgets. And you see the midget got the gun in Chevy Chase's crotch. <laughs> and, and they say midget constantly in that movie, and it's all little jokes. And that's when it was funny. I'm going to submit a, 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 a my own question to the 1980s movie, Gray Bar. Um What do you think is the most underrated midget in 80s movies? Billy Barthathy or whatever Billy his name Barty. is. Billy I was going to say that. Yeah, I like him. Because especially when you play Gwildor in uh, Masters of the Universe, he had that rubber mask on. It's like, first of all, his health isn't good because he... And he actually lived to be quite an old man. For yes, a he was an old man in, in uh, Body Slam. He was old. Yeah. Remember, he kept calling everybody faggots. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah, and then he had to work in that heavy, hot rubber mask, you know. 
You know what midget I don't like? I've said it before. I'll say it again. Hmm. I don't like that Peter Dinklage. Why? Because he's more of a He doesn't make actor. me laugh. Well, I'm trying. Did you see him in uh, Nights of Badass? That was a comedy movie he was in. I saw him in Pixels, but he annoyed me in that. And I actually liked Pixels. He, I like Pixels, too, but he wasn't that funny in it. I'll agree with you on that. Uh, I don't see that was pixels pissed me off because that's what everybody oh more shit from Adam Sandler you better avoid this it's like why it's the same as all his other movies well I mean you know there's always let's talk a little bit about summer movie season there, there's always a lot of criticism you know the last I don't know six seven years you know we're in the internet age which I mean I can't you know I can't criticize because we do an internet radio show we yeah. reach out we make friends on Facebook on Twitter and everything like that but we're in such the internet age that everybody like comes up with reasons not to go see movies when they come out like it's okay to watch it when it's streaming as long as it's streaming it's okay but like if you notice everybody just like shits on every summer movie and reason I can see it. And this summer was a bloodbath in terms of the box office is like people aren't even shitting on movies anymore. They're just pretending like they don't exist. <laughs> yeah. I mean now I went and saw Independence Day too. I did too. I saw it a day or two ago. Everybody shit on it. I liked it and you know why I liked it? It's the same goddamn thing as the first movie. Yeah. I like the first one a lot more, but it was good. I thought the I thought the ending was kind of cheap because I always hate them endings where they're setting you up for the next one. But well, not only that, movie, but I mean, I, it was what it was. I hate when they make an enemy unstoppable until the last possible second, and then they beat it real quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they did beat this fucking. They beat her fast. Yeah, it was like a video game. But uh, <laughs> another one that everybody hated that I actually thought was good, like, like. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, but you can't tell me you can't go to the movies and tell me that Finding Dory is a great piece of cinema and then shit on every other popcorn movie that comes out. But I actually thought Warcraft was pretty good. I enjoyed that. I didn't see that. Lots I, uh... of fighting scenes, you know, lots of special effects. Um, I enjoyed. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed Superman v Batman. I thought that I was really too. good. Yeah, but that was one that. that everybody hated that. Six months before it was even made. Yeah, they made their mind up. Um, I think probably my favorite movie of the summer, and it's not because it's not because I think it's the best movie of the summer, but it was the most unique movie. You know, a lot of these movies are the same. They're all either kids' cartoons or they're you know a big CGI grand epic battle type movie. But this movie was different. It came out this summer. I really liked the Neon Demon. That was a good original movie. I thought. I don't even know what the fuck that is. It's a new uh, Nicholas Winding Refn movie, the guy who made Drive, and uh, it's about a like a runaway teenager becoming a model in uh, L.A. It's pretty good, pretty strange. It's got a... I'm gonna go see The Secret Life of Pets tomorrow. Yeah, I I really don't know why other than you you're the father of a small I have a child. Seven year old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Anything, hey, my seven-year-old hates the Lego movie, so, you know, my kid's very advanced. Yeah, he just doesn't swallow. I mean, did you guys go to see Finding Dory? No, he doesn't care about that. He's seen Deadpool. Yeah, Finding Dory. <laughs> Finding, I'm, I'm like, I'm the, you know, I haven't seen this. I'm not judging this movie, but all these people that wouldn't go see anything the last three months, all of a sudden Finding Dory needs needs to be a shoo-in at the Oscars now. Like, I'm just not buying that. 
hey, you know, Fury Road got nominated. That's you know, true. Anything's possible. And that movie's such a piece of fucking shit. Well, uh, we have the new Ghostbusters coming out, too. You know, that the trailers looked awful, but now the reviews are actually saying it's pretty good. See, I'm so confused with this movie because everybody hated it before it was even made. Because of the cast, you know, it wasn't the original cast, it was a cast of all females. I'll be honest, like, I have no interest in, like, I would I would be interested if they made a Ghostbusters with all the living old guys coming back. But, yeah. But I don't care about CGI proton packs and ghosts flying around. Like, all that, that CGI effects is so boring looking in that It movie. looks awful. Like, the yeah. Stay Puft Marshmallow Man looks horrible. I know. I don't even think it's a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Isn't like their logo, the ghost from the logo comes alive, and he's like the new Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, that giant guy. I don't, I don't know. All he knows when it fell on him, it looked like an inflatable blow-up. Yeah, it looks horrible, like in terms of effects and all that. The the, the one thing that I'm like, whatever, is because I'm, I'm kind of a long-time Saturday Night Live fan. Like, I even watch it even when the show sucks. And, like, I like how the first, the original Ghostbusters was kind of a Saturday Night Live movie with, you know, Bill Murray and Danny Aykroyd and all that. And I kind of, like, I mean, I'll see it, like, like I don't, like, I don't know. Like, I don't really care about Melissa McCarthy one way or another, I'll be honest. Like, Melissa McCarthy is hot as hell. But is and she fat? <laughs> but do you think she's funny, though? Be honest. I do. I think she's very funny. The only problem is this. She was funny in that role of a fat lady. I don't know how she's going to do now that she's not as fat. Right. She's still, I don't know, what did you say, husky? But she's not comically fat anymore. No, and I I do think she's funny. I actually think she's probably one of the funniest ladies I've ever seen in Hollywood. Uh, I don't know. I just think her, I don't know. Like you either. She has that kind of shtick that you either like it or don't. Yeah. But uh, I'm not really a big Kristen Wiig fan either. I would get with her and partner up on her for sure. Melissa McCarthy? Oh, yeah. We've covered that in another show. I know. <laughs> but uh, She's way hot. Yeah, me. <laughs> let's not even go there. But, uh, but uh, yeah, like I like all the other Silent Live girls. I like Kate McKinnon. McKinnon. I think Cicely Tyson is in it, I think, in a small role. I like Leslie Jones, too. Like... She she can be funny, but a lot of times she just does the same shtick all the time. I'll tell you who's, who I don't find funny is uh, that Amy Schumer. Yeah, I really thought Trainwreck was terrible. I'll be honest with you about that. I think John Cena was good in it, though. Oh, I thought that was the worst thing. I thought John Cena was way better in Sisters. I actually like Sisters. I like John Cena in Daddy's Home. <laughs> I, I actually liked him in that, too. <laughs> Actually, like I watch, finally sat down to watch Ted because you know I don't like Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, I've seen the first Ted. I haven't seen Ted two yet. My review of Ted is it's a piece of shit. <laughs> see, that's what I thought. Everybody's like, you got to see this. You got to just like, it would have been good if it was just the two guys, but then you got to have his buzzkill girlfriend just shitting on everything the whole time. The only part that was good was um, fucking Sam Jones. Yeah, I'll agree with that. It, but no, the, Seth MacFarlane just. That's a that's the true definition of a one trick pony right there. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. For people out there who don't know, Sam Jones is the guy who played Flash Gordon in the uh, the Queen version. What I don't get, like when I saw Flash Gordon as a kid, I fucking hated it because it was such a letdown. Yeah, it was, as it was an on adult. Cable. Yeah, see now I kind of like it because yeah. of how bad it looks. But let's be clear. 
that's not a big hit movie. No, it was it was actually a flop when it came out. Yeah, it, it, it's really not a good film. Yeah, but it's it's built up such a huge cult following over the years. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be willing to watch it for this show sometime. Yeah, I mean, I would. I have the steel book actually. Yeah, you have the Mondo steel book. That's like yeah. red looking. Yeah, I have that yep. too. But yeah, so we're closing on ninety minutes here, and we didn't even do our show. <laughs> but that's because we made all these new friends. Well, that's true. That's what happens when you have friends. It's a good problem to have is when you have a lot of friends, right? You can never have too many friends. Um, no, you can't. Yeah, so I guess inadvertently, this is a first for the 1980s movie Graveyard, an episode where we didn't watch a movie. We'll be watching Demons on our next episode. But we did talk, actually, we talked a lot about soundtracks. This could be the soundtrack special. (laughs) The mailbag soundtrack special. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of specials, I saw that movie Midnight Special, which everybody says is a throwback to 80s Spielberg, which I'll strongly disagree with. It's a decent movie, but it's nothing like the 80s Spielberg movies, I don't think. You know, movie's pretty good as 10 Cloverfield Lane. You know, I expected to hate it that, and I was at a friend's house a few weeks ago, three, three, four weeks ago, and uh, he put it in, and we watched it, and like I kind of half-assed watched it, paid attention to it, but it actually wasn't that bad. John Goodman is... is really good in it I, actually, I think John Goodman's good in most things to be honest with I you I thought the girl uh, Mary Winstead was good in it yeah. yeah I don't think it had dick to do with Cloverfield I mean there's no. like all these fan theories now of how it does but I don't know well I, I'm I don't want to speak out of my ass but I'm pretty sure that they admitted that it originally was a standalone movie and just to get the studio to agree to put it in theaters they, they had to slap the name on it you know throw some aliens in there at the end I didn't really care for the aliens. I I've seen much better aliens in other movies, but I didn't hate that twist really. No, no. I... Should we say spoilers? Cloverfield. Well, I think everybody's seen that by now that wanted to. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so, but uh, speaking of friends, we gotta we gotta thank the EMC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Electronic Media Collective. They, they've been helping us out. Yeah. I've been putting their, um, what do you call it, like their promo in uh, the last couple episodes. So, And uh, we got to thank Potter and Family, too, right? Potter and Family, that's a great hashtag. It is. Potter and Family was nice enough. We got lots of people being nice to our podcast. Now, them for, what was it? We can't complain because we've been doing the show less than a, a year, but I'd say things have really exploded in the last three, two and a half, oh, three yeah. months. I mean, we're stomping mud holes in shows that have been around for four or five years. Yeah. We're not only are we stomping mud holes in, we're walking them dry. Actually, eight years now that I think about because most of the shows that I know of that are still along, I was listening to when I first started the job I have now, which was eight years ago. So, yeah. I mean, we can't, you know, like we've done a They've lot all of... all kind of gone the way of the dodo, so to speak. Yeah. A lot of them are gone. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of... A lot of our success, too, I'd say, is, you know, just the friends and support and people telling their friends and, you know, sharing our posts or doing whatever. So we appreciate everybody on Facebook and Twitter and everything like that. So Definitely. So thank you, everybody, for the questions. Um, we'll do this again. I don't know. We're, we're kind of... I don't know. We're kind of working out the details. Maybe we can do something even more interactive down the road, but we kind of got to figure out the technical details of that. 
But uh, but yeah, we really like this, and honestly, like me and Corey, we've been doing different sh- sh- podcast shows for what at least three years now, right, Corey? Yeah, if not longer. And I mean, it, it, you know, it, like the sh- the different shows we did in the past, just the, always the fun of, in it for us was just to record it because we never got much of a response, you know. Afterwards, like we had small, loyal, you know, which was awesome. But now the interaction, I'd say, it makes it even more fun, wouldn't you say? Oh, definitely. And it's always good to get like a message or something like, God, I was was sitting at work and all at once I started cracking up when I heard so-and-so. That to me, it's always nice to hear. Yeah, because I mean, you know, it's like, you know, we do these shows kind of, you know, as, you know, a hobby, I guess you would say, you know, a way to just have fun after work or whatever on the weekends but it's cool gives us an excuse to talk watch a movie we haven't seen in a while exactly but it's nice when you know you're not doing it just like out in a vacuum you know what i mean that there's people on the other end of the line so to speak so yeah so uh let's let's throw our contact shit out there if you're for some some reason you're not like a twitter person but you listen to the show you can email us if you want 1980s movie graveyard at gmail.com you can go to we, we still you know we still have a website 1980smoviegraveyard.com that's like a blog thing where you'll just see you know all the posts are basically just all the episodes we released uh, we have a feed burner like direct feed that you can go to our Facebook the sign up button if you click it there that will take you straight to our feed uh, if you don't want to use iTunes but you can use iTunes if you want to oh by the way awesome iTunes reviews thank you guys I've been meaning to say yeah yeah we got a perfect 5 star rating on there I know we got like 7 or 8 or 9 actually I think it's I like think 9 we're up to like 10 or something now yeah and they're they're really good and, and like not only really good as in complimentary but really good feedback people letting us know what they like about the show so we appreciate yeah. that guys um I would read them out but you know people when they write those I don't know if they want their names out there so but yeah we appreciate that for sure um Everybody who shares or whatever, you know, it's retweets and all does our stuff and leaves comments on our Facebook post or, you know, everybody who leaves us messages on Twitter, it's awesome. Like I said, you know, we, we're really not used to this, but we really like it and we're going to try to kind of make the podcast bigger in ways where, you know, we can reach out and do stuff just like tonight. You know, we just threw these questions out, you know, asked for questions. We didn't know what we would get, and they're all really good questions, really funny, yeah. thoughtful questions. So we appreciate that, guys. So, yeah. So uh, catch us next time when we'll be talking about Lamberto Bavas. Talking about demons. We'll talk about it this time because it'll be ready to go in the machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so thanks, guys, everybody. Uh, I was going to say have a good weekend, but it probably won't even be the weekend when this comes out, but... Anyway, we'll see you guys around. Take care, retro movie lovers. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com.